0: It's hard to believe that the provincial election is only two months away and the Ontario Green Party is getting out there quick with a multi-billion dollar promise in its platform to increase supply and very importantly demand for electric vehicles. Both of those are very important. Uh, Mike Schreiner, leader of the Ontario Green Party, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Hey Mark, my pleasure to be on.
0: So governments have already announced measures to build EVs here, you've got the upgrades to the Alliston Honda plant coming, uh, the battery plant in Windsor, those are sort of multi-level governmental announcements. One plank of your plan that I find really interesting, uh, that you don't really hear much about is the minerals involved in manufacturing electric vehicles. You want to make that process a lot more collaborative and working with indigenous communities, uh, discuss.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So Ontario is perfectly positioned to be a global leader in the new climate economy. And we're especially well positioned to have a mining to manufacturing complete EV supply chain. And in order to make that happen, we need to ensure that we uh, respect Indigenous sovereignty, that we ensure we partner with Indigenous communities in generating prosperity in a sustainable mining sector so we can mine the minerals and metals that are going to be needed in the new climate economy, especially when it comes to electric vehicles. And I want to be very clear. It's not just electric cars and trucks. It's electric bikes, which is a fast-growing North American market for, and electric transit vehicles as well.
0: Now, your plan also includes incentives for people to get involved in, in the supply chain work for electric vehicles.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the biggest challenges we're facing are labor shortages particularly in the skilled trades. And we're saying, you know, let's invest the money to create enough spaces in colleges for 60,000 young people to have free tuition and a guaranteed year of apprenticeship in order to build the green labor force we need to be a global powerhouse in the emerging new climate economy.
0: Now, it's, it's, it's clear, I think, to anyone who listens that uh, we do – Need to move away from fossil fuels, from uh, emitting sources of energy, uh, but it's—I think anyway—it's going to take a lot of time. I was saying this with a guest that we were interviewing yesterday too. That you can't necessarily just flick a switch uh, and make it happen. And even in terms of mining the minerals that are used in the in the building of batteries and 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 vehicles, I mean, mining will still require a ton of fossil fuels and the creation of emiss- uh, emissions. Do you do you see in this generation us being able to? affordably anyway, ever completely move away from uh, emissions-based vehicles, travel, emissions-based anything.
1: You know, Mark, this transition is going to happen way faster than people expect. It's already happening in the mining sector where they're electrifying a lot of the diesel machinery and mining, which not only is lowering cost and making that mining more prosperous, but it's also improving workplace safety, uh, particularly when you think of the ventilation that has to happen with diesel machinery deep down in the mines. And when it comes to people driving electric vehicles, my gosh, anybody who's, you know, paid their bill at the pumps uh, recently knows that you can save so much money moving to electric. You know, my electric car to fill it up at home overnight costs about five bucks. And to fill it up at one of these high speed chargers by a gas station costs, you know, 10 to 15 dollars, which is far cheaper than um, a gas powered vehicle. And Ontario right now, we have a lot of excess electricity supply, particularly overnight, that we're selling at a loss to the United States. Why don't we put that in Ontario cars, helping Ontario, Ontarians save money so they can avoid going to the pumps in the first place?
0: You bring up a, a point about electric vehicles and, and how much you love yours. And a lot of people that I know love theirs. I've driven a Tesla once for a story that I was working on, and I fully admit it was a very cool vehicle. I couldn't afford one anyway, but I would love to drive one someday. But what you just said sort of brings up a question in my mind about owning an electric car in an urban environment, especially where we continue to be building up now, more and more people who are getting into the homeowning market, if they even can, don't necessarily have their own house, their own property. They're living in condo buildings, apartment buildings, and chargers pretty much anywhere in the city, but especially in places like that, seem to be hard to come by. I know in my building there was one guy who had a Tesla at one point and he was plugging it. He had an adapter and he was plugging it into an outlet in his underground parking lot. I think that was more meant for the maintenance guy to use than than anything else. And I think he kind of got scolded by uh, building management and I don't think he's using it anymore. What would you do to allow people who live in multi-residential buildings and you know several floors up to be able to charge their vehicles?
1: Yeah, it's a great question, Mark. And first of all, I want to just say, you know, my Chevy Bolt Uh, cost less than $40,000 a year. So you don't have to buy the high-end Teslas to be able to drive electric. But we absolutely have to roll out charging infrastructure. There's no doubt about it. Every uh, parking lot uh, in the province of Ontario should have electric chargers. And then we should have on-street electric charging as well. You're seeing that in most European cities now. You're starting to see it in places uh, in, in Quebec as well because people will need to be able to charge Uh, for sure. But you're seeing that roll out. Government can play a role both in helping finance um, the installation of electric chargers, making changes to the building code to require electric charges in new buildings, something the Ford government ripped out of the building code, unfortunately. And then finally, providing tax incentives for businesses. I tell you, every business, grocery store, restaurant, uh, cafes, any business where you are going to park for a while and go eat or go shop, should have chargers there and they can make a little bit of money while you're charging your vehicles.
0: Yeah, it it would seem like a no-brainer. I don't understand why it's taking so long to catch on. I mean, electric vehicles have been a viable alternative for some time now. They're not they're not concept vehicles anymore. They're, they're out there uh, mingling with us gas-powered car drivers out there on the road. Uh, you mentioned, Mike, one thing that the Ford government ripped out during its administration, and another thing that they did so was the rebate on electric vehicles. And it's, I would assume, and I, I know it is part of your, your platform to, to bring back a rebate, on EVs and
1: e-bikes? Absolutely. Yeah, no, we're talking about a cash incentive of up to $10,000 to purchase a fully electric vehicle and $1,000 to purchase an electric bike. And, you know, I tell you, electric vehicles, they're rolling out fast. I mean, if anybody watched the Super Bowl this year, literally every car commercial was an electric vehicle. But Mm -hmm. one of the things that doesn't get talked about enough is electric bikes. Uh, actually, in, in the United States, the electric bike market is growing as faster, faster than the electric car market, and partly because they're very affordable way to get around, easy to get around. Uh, and um, so we, so we want to offer uh, a rebate for that as well. And we're not going to need these rebates for very long, but it's enough to incentivize the market so the economies of scales can be reached to, so that electric vehicles are lower cost to purchase in non-electric vehicles because we know the cost of operating and maintaining an electric vehicle is far less than a non-electric vehicle.
0: All right that's Mike Schreiner, leader of the Ontario Green Party. Thanks so much for joining us today.
1: Hey Mark, anytime. Just trying to help people save money and save the environment at the same time. I appreciate it
0: and that's what we're trying to do on this show is just you know the election is only 2 months away it's sneaking up on people here but we're just trying to give you things to think about and you know me being a, a reporter I also want to be fair to all parties involved like we're supposed to we mentioned what the conservatives uh, have promised the Ontario Liberals are planning to provide an $8000 incentive for buying or leasing new electric vehicles if they were to win the provincial election the NDP says it would include strong incentives to buy EVs except for luxury vehicles and it would also include a pledge to Give homes $600 to install charging stations at their home. Just trying to keep you informed here. We're two months out from an election.